I'm Haley, author of the book blog, Brook and Binding. I'm Maddie, upcoming debut author, and this is Lit Sis. For those of you who wish Lit Sis was more than once a week, did you know that we have our own individual book Instagrams and book blogs that you can read any of our reviews from now and all of time? If you are wanting that Lit Sis feel in your normal routine, you can always check us out. Mine is at Maddie Reads a Lot on Instagram. And mine is at Brooke and Binding on Instagram. But wait, there's, there's more. more. I also have a Facebook page, Brooke and Binding, and a blog, Brooke and Brian, Bind, Binding.com. That was sounding that was so such a good. Plan. Happy Friday, Lit Sisters. Happy Friday. And we're coming to you a little bit late again today because we are in person together here to give you our ranking of Taylor Jenkins Reads books. Yes. So we already talked about Carrie Soto, how much we love Carrie Soto. That was... It was like hard for me to not talk about rankings. I know. In I the agree. midst of reviewing Carrie. And so I was like, I'm yeah. just going to hold it in. Um, and we are on an outside walk as well. So you may hear some outside noise. But just, you know, pretend like you're out here on this walk with us. And we're just chatting as friends. Mm-hmm. You know? It makes it much more cash. Oh, yeah. But yes, I agree with you. It was really hard to talk. And we haven't even discussed this too. Like how many books of an author's we would have to read in order to make a ranking episode. But I feel like four probably feels like the minimum. Oh, I was going to say three. Okay. I would say three as well, I guess. Cause you could do like first, second and third. Yeah. But yeah, at least more than two. Mm-hmm. And since I've actually read, um, five of Taylor Jenkins Reads books, but we are yeah. not going to be ranking that one because it's kind of like her pre era, her pre like, so why don't you explain that really quick? Because I don't know if people understand that she kind of has like... She's got like two personas. Yes. Yeah, so why don't you eras. dig into that so, one? So the first like few, I think she's written four books in this like pre-era that was still by Taylor Jenkins Reid, not a different name, but it was these kind of romance books. Kind of like tropey romance Yeah, more tropey romance. Not like, um, not like cartoon characters on the cover kind of romance. But it was kind of like one of them is actually becoming a movie starring Philippa Sue. Um, and Which it's one? one True Love, it's the one oh, I read. Oh, yeah. But it's like, like, it's about a girl who um, is has a husband who like got in a plane accident, and um, and then years later, she finally has found love and has a fiance, and then her husband comes back. He actually lived and was like on a deserted island, wow, and lived and came back to her engaged to somebody else and so she kind of has to deal with should I go back with the husband that I grieved and loved and was married to or stick with this person that I'm in love with now that sounds so interesting yeah and then she has another one called maybe in another life that kind of looks at someone's life through different things different different choices change things I think it looks at two main timelines um then I know there's another one called after I do and I don't know, like, the premise of that one off the top of my head. Maybe there was only three. I can only think of those three titles right now. But after I do, I think is about, um, it says, when Lauren and Ryan's marriage reaches the breaking point, they come to an unconventional plan. So I said, take a year off in hopes of finding a way to fall in love again. So that's kind of, like, the general story of that. And I think it might just be, oh, and then there's another one, Forever Interrupted. 
Oh, I've seen that one. And then evidence of the affair is another one. I won't go into what those ones are about. But yeah, so it looks like there's five. Quite a few in that romance yes. relational drama situation. Mm -hmm. But then come like 2017, I think. Yes, the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Something out of left field for her. Like completely different. Not even anything that she's ever done before. Mm -hmm. And thus starts this era for Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I think it stops with Carrie Soto. I do not think it's continuing. But this era of her doing historical fiction books based on specific decades mm -hmm. and this same like universe too so like there's like one character for example that exists in all four books even if just by mention so they all kind of exist in the same universe this kind of alternative reality to our own not like in a sci-fi way but in a way that like there's this movie star that was in these movies that never existed but also exists in the same realm as movie stars that do exist mm -hmm. in our world so, so she kind of just like put her fictional world on top of our own yeah i think i mentioned like last week mm -hmm. kind of like a forrest gump situation yeah so it's very similar to that yes so the 1960s themed book is the seven husbands of evelyn hugo which started all off which really does start in like the 40s 50s into 60s um and then also in modern day um, but that looks at the story of Evelyn Hugo, who was a famous movie star who had seven husbands. And it goes into seven sections of each of her husbands as she, as an older woman, is telling the story, the exclusive story, to this young journalist who has pretty much no good journalist. She had like one good journalistic piece that made Evelyn want her to tell her story. But as Evelyn's getting older, she decides as this like Hollywood glam girl like think like a Marilyn Monroe situation she's decided to do like a tell-all mm -hmm. and she goes through all of her seven husbands and like the secrets of her life mm -hmm. and then after that you have Daisy Jones and the Six which is the 70s and that that's a really fun one because it's super unique in its writing she wrote it as kind of like a like I don't remember how they would call it. It's not really like a screenplay, but it kind of is where it's like <clears throat> written as in like you see the characters that are talking mm -hmm. on the side and then there's like the a dialogue. Yeah. and then they're talking and it's like solely dialogue. It almost reminds me of the way that they do like interviews in magazines. Yeah, something it's kind like of structured that. like that. And then you get like glimpse. So, so it's about this band, Daisy Jones and the Six, and how they got together and all the drama that surrounds them and something about the main singer, Daisy. So there's a lot of different things that um, go with that book. And everyone was raving about it because it was so unique, so different in its storytelling and really was like a quote unquote, like autobiography. It was not really auto, but like a but biography like about... A fake band mm -hmm. that have these fake songs. On the back, she has, like, a whole list mm -hmm. of the songs and their lyrics. And, like, she just does such a good job of painting this world as so realistic. Mm -hmm. That, like, you, you need to remind yourselves these aren't real people or real... Like, yeah. They're not real movie stars or real yes. actors or actresses or singers. She just... She, she fully fledges them out as, like, a 3D actual person. Yes. So, and, and honestly, all of them are kind of all more like looking into the deeper lives of these fictional celebrities uh -huh. as well. I didn't really make that connection before, but that's kind of like 
a big part of it. Yep. Um, and then in the 1980s, you get Malibu Rising, which I did think about this before. It's the only one out of the four that doesn't have, like, the main protagonist's first name. Oh, yeah. In it for, yeah, first name at all. It's because uh, the other ones do. The other well, Malibu Rising is... More about a family, um, Yeah, about a family, not just, like, following one person. But you do follow one character mm-hmm. a little bit more closely than the others. But it is more family-based. Yeah, so the way that Malibu Rising is written is also very unique. Um, so it is written like a... Like a before kind of like a before and after right like well there's like the before which is like the past uh-huh. so like looking in the history um of this family with and this how they got to be yes and these so it's four siblings two boys and two girls of the riva family um and they have like in the past you're looking at all four of them and their past and their connections and, and their, their dramas parents. and their secrets and their parents and kind of the stressors, the life stressors that they go through. And then in the present, you're going hour by hour into this 24-hour day that starts at like 7 in the morning and ends at 7 in the morning the next day that they're hosting like a house party. It's like an annual party. Like an annual party that they have at their big mansion because they're all like, well, some of them, they're they're famous like surfers. Some of them are famous surfers um, and famous for other reasons as well. Um. And so, like, they're, again, very, also very rich. Their dad is uh, one of the characters, the one character that repeats all the time. He was a part of the Daisy Jones and the Six Band. So, her dad is a celebrity as well. Um, and so, they have this beautiful mansion. And so, looking at pretty much, this one I honestly think is way more character-driven. The characters in the story of Malibu Rising and their family, the impact in their lives, what led them to this point, and then what happens during this party and then last but not least you have carrie soto which is what obviously we did a whole review on last week about how it's about this girl who is um born to um a dancer and uh for professional tennis player and her mom unfortunately dies fairly young and her dad was a professional tennis player and even from a young, young age is like she has got potential. She loves the sport. She loves watching me play it and all this stuff. So very, very into tennis. The whole story is about her and leading. It's like, it's mostly, I would say, her and growing up and building her career. But then um, when you get to a certain point, it jumps to like the present where her title of like greatest tennis player of all time is being threatened by another female tennis player. And after retiring, she has decided to come back and try to challenge this new girl to see if she can beat her at her game and still prove that she is the best even after like five or so years of retiring. So that one's very, very... We we talked a lot about it last week, but there is a lot of character-driven aspects of that one. But there is a plot drive of like, now we're at this competition and now we're going to this competition. Now I'm playing this person. The goal is this, to win another slam, add something to my record. So there is a lot of that plot as well. Um, But that kind of rounds us off into the early 90s. So I had not heard what, 
you know, if there will be another. But I know you had heard, I think, that I, she I thinks that it's done. Before, but I mean, I'm, I don't know. Tay Jr. can do whatever she wants. If she wants to write a 2000s book, she told me. She could do like a 2000s like pop star. I was totally thinking like pop Like a Britney Spears kind of thing. I was thinking like Britney Spears. Some sort of like pop star slash like young actress or model yeah or model yeah i could do model because she hasn't hit like the model world yet but yeah actress would maybe be too similar she's like, done like though. music movies like just famous family and surfing well that, that's what i'm saying kind of like yeah. surfing and then athlete uh, like athletics athletic so i'm wondering Hmm. what she could do she could do another music she could do another movie she could do an author but that's Ooh. not that scandalous no, yeah and there's a lot of books about authors because authors like to write about authors well they understand them but anyway so that would be super interesting to try to like rack our brains and see what we could kind of figure out and when i think 2000s i do think like boy band i think britney spears oh, i think britney like, spears immediately yeah and so Hilton. so it could be something like that where it's like the daughter of a wealthy mm-hmm. family and she gets into a scandal or something like that daughter of the president oh that's a different type of fame that is true something more in the government mm-hmm. that'd be interesting could be because that is a different type of fame it doesn't have to necessarily be entertainment industry maybe well she does a lot of like like i said she really creates these fully fledged characters and she has a ton of research like i don't even know if she's ever played tennis she could have she know, totally could know that. tennis but if she doesn't, she, she did well. yeah, a butt ton of research to make this feel like she knows exactly what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, if she chooses to continue on to this saga and continue on with like this historical tracking of women in the decades, then I know she's going to do her research and make this character, whoever it may be, feel like just like a real person yeah for sure all right now that we've given you a very thorough understanding of these four books now we can go into our rankings of them and i will say we did read them in the order that they came out so we did read them i don't think there's there's not like a necessarily need to read them in that order but we did read evelyn hugo first like i read it the year it came out we just like happenstance to be reading them as they were coming out yes because it's like we found evelyn hugo first like i got it as a book of the month in 2017 Haley got it as an add-on in 2018 because she read mine and she loved it so much she got her own copy and then and then daisy jones came out and we were like oh well we really liked evelyn hugo and then just you know when you find a new author you like you're just like oh well i like those other ones so we'll keep going um so we will start with our fourth so our least favorite of the four. And to be fair, I don't think we've ranked any of them less than maybe four stars. Yeah. So again, this is not like a, none, none, none of these are terrible books. Yeah. So we should say them at the same time and see if we have the same. Okay, ranking. let's do so it. Ready? Interesting. Three, two, one. Daisy Malibu Jones. Rising. Woo! Malibu Rising. Interesting. Daisy. I know you like Daisy I know a lot. you did not like Daisy that much. Oh yeah. Anyone who knows me knows I don't like a trope in which there is musical okay, lyrics so what if, in a book so what if she does like a britney spears type person for the 2000s and are you just not gonna like it solely because it's no. gonna be based on someone like no that? i don't think i would totally not like it i think my thing is i don't mind if it's like lyrical stuff occasionally but i didn't love that it was just like there would be like a whole page of lyrics yeah that was for a you to read yeah and i just no thank you like i understand if it's trying to like do a plot point but I, for me it was just too much um 
And I didn't actually think it like furthered the plot very much. I just felt like it was in the way of me understanding what was happening. I also felt like the dynamics of the characters and the way that the book was delivered with the kind of almost that magazine article conversation piece, since it was so dialogue heavy, it honestly made it much harder for me to understand in a way. Like I just like mm. wanted some of these filler things so I could understand like yeah, you outside like, of you, you like a description. I do because it's like I want to know like what is the, the yeah, I want to say I don't cuz otherwise it's just words. Otherwise yeah. it's just people talking. But like in a book, like I need to visualize what's happening. Like is someone going over and slamming a door as they're yelling at somebody? Like I just I need to know like what the context is so I can understand more of the body clues to the relationships between characters and I think that because you're solely relying mainly on dialogue you lose a lot of the depth that you can get from dialogue and description and like the non-verbal ways that we communicate to each other so for me it just missed the mark a little bit when it came to the way it was set up I thought that the I thought there was also just a lot of characters to keep track of and especially when you're relying only on dialogue it can be really easy for you to skip the names oh. of the people talking. So then you're like, wait, who's talking? So I'm like, who's talking? Who's this person again? Yeah. It can just get really confusing. So for me, it was just my least favorite of hers, but it was still pretty good. Okay, so for me, Malibu Rising, I think for me it was more of just like, it didn't really stand out as like really, eh, yeah, it's very character driven. So it didn't really feel like a ton was happening. Like, obviously, a lot happens over the years, and you feel like you really get a chance to know this family. But when I think of the book, I don't think like, wow, that stood out to me as in like, wow, there was something to it that like captured my attention or my heart or there wasn't something that I was like, I don't know. I, I, I like the characters, you know, the, when we talk about it, it starts to come back and you remembering like, oh yeah, I remember this part and this plot element or whatever. So like I am tracking with some of those things. So I'm remembering that, but there are some elements to it that just kind of like it didn't it just didn't um I don't know how to say it like it just it just felt kind of like neutral to me okay even though there's a lot of stuff that happens it kind of felt like a filler to me because I feel like the other ones had such strong characters that were very like forward Mm -hmm. and the focus that when it was trying to cover a multitude of people, like mm-hmm. I definitely think it's a really good book. And I think it's important to have that book in this like saga of mm-hmm. books. Like I, I understand its value, but I think it just doesn't stand out as the others to me. Okay. So I will say my number three and you'll say your number three at the same time. Yep. Three, two, one. Daisy Malibu Jones. Rising. Okay. So we just, so flipped. just flipped it around. So for me, I loved Malibu Rising. I probably would have put it number two, obviously. Um, before Carrie Soto came out. Um, and I did true. I do truly like love it. I love the main character, the older sister, Nina Riva. Um, she embodies so much of me. We were talking in the Carrie Soto episode about how Haley is Carrie Soto. And I said, you know, I could be Bo Huntley, but I'm actually Nina Riva. I'm actually one of the main characters of another book by her. That is who I am. And not in the same way. Like, so Nina is like the oldest sister. And you're older than me. So you mm-hmm. would think. But Nina carries 
she does carry a ton of responsibility for her family physically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but also emotionally. Yeah. And the emotional carrying of the responsibility and the concern and care for her younger siblings is the way that I feel about anyone in my life that I love. Mm-hmm. This very heavy feeling of, I love them so deeply and I will do anything for them and I will constantly worry about them and I will neglect myself. Very typical me. Very me. And so I like loved her as a character because I saw her in myself. And so I think just the, the presence of Nina Riva mm-hmm. in that book is was really great for me. I think I enjoyed seeing their past. I think you could have had one less sibling or something. There was just a lot of them. <laughs> Um, And I did enjoy some of the secrets that got spilled, but the party, which was supposed to be like crazy, Mm -hmm. didn't really hit crazy for me. I felt like I was waiting for like things to hit the fan and it to go absolutely buck wild. And it really didn't in the way that I was like thinking thinking it would. But the past, their histories or stories or secrets, literally just like there's an entire chapter again about Nina when she suddenly assumes like this matriarchal role in the family and hearing like her talk about all the things that she would do how she would work and all these things and like just the her mindset and her process between how she was trying to care for her family and then of course like she like lost like like a like a romantic partner that was close to her due to a cheating scandal like things like that like i just felt so much for her and especially like that section right there, I still, I remember where I was when I read it. It is ingrained into my memory and I will like forever feel for Nina for the rest of my life. <laughs> she, I don't care that she's not real. She's real to me. Okay. Um, Daisy Jones. I thought it was super unique in the storytelling. I thought the characters were... They each brought something unique. And, like, the thing is, too, the way that it's written, you don't get all the answers. Like, you kind of get snippets about things. Well, it is, but it also feels very real life. Um, And I will say, maybe I was more used to reading something like that because I had theater back. Like, I studied theater a little bit more than you did. Yeah. So, I know what... four Yeah, four more years. Yeah. Um, So, I had a lot more like script reading under my belt to Mm -hmm. the point where I like can read it and I get the feel and the vibe and the flow of the characters Mm -hmm. talking. So it feels like they're like kind of interrupting each other and I can like feel the conversation. Um, And also when I read, I am very focused on dialogue majority of the time, even if it's a normal book. So it was just straight history. Then I got to (laughs) say it was like straight dialogue. And that's like, I loved that. So I would say, again, it's not like my absolute favorite of hers, but it was book of the year, one of the years. And so obviously it has a lot to it. And it just stood out in the uniqueness of how it was written and um, the characters, how they were fleshed out. You just kind of got snippets of them at times, but then over time of reading it, you saw them as their fully fledged people. So I really enjoyed that. All right. So our number two, say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Carrie Evelyn Soto. Hugo. Oh my gosh! I can't believe someone think crowned Evelyn Hugo. I know. I love. I love Evelyn Hugo, but oh, something has been crowned. Okay, so I'll talk about Carrie Soto first. We have talked about it a lot, but I just think that it was such a well-written book. 
Like, it literally just pulled me in. Mm-hmm. It made me cry. I loved the characters. I thought the characters were so well written. I loved the relationship with them. There weren't too many of them. There was just the right amount of characters that I remembered who everybody was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like, for a sports plot-driven book in that way, in a way that I'm not a crazy sport. I'm not a crazy tennis person. Sports, I really only care about my teams. It just hooked me in. I was cheering. I was rooting. I loved just hearing about her training. Like a lot of it, it was literally just so focused on how she was training and her games and stuff like that. And it should have been boring, but it wasn't. It was so interesting because you were seeing the inside of her life. Mm-hmm. And so it made you want to root for her more. Yep. And so I just really, really enjoyed those aspects of it. Okay, Evelyn Hugo. Um, this is just a very nostalgic book for me. I remember staying up at night reading and telling myself, one more chapter, one more chapter, until it was 2 or 3 a.m. And I like was still hyped up, like, cannot put this book down. I need to go to sleep. Like, I can't stop. So I think for me, this book just has a lot of that like gives me good feels just of good memories of reading it itself um I think that there's some beauty in the plot um but Evelyn is not a saint Mm -hmm. and but like you don't not like her like I think like I I liked her some people don't like her but I I didn't mind her um but I would say that like because I read it again so long ago and you actually reread it so you probably feel more fresh with it but, like, there are some elements to it that I kind of forget or just kind of, like... I can tell you the whole plot from beginning to end right Okay, now. well, I don't need that right now. Uh, but, like, I think there's elements that I'm, like, I remember rough elements and aspects to it. Um, but it's more of just the, like, this book hooked me mm-hmm. and I could not stop reading it. So, for that reason, I couldn't give it the top choice because... Again, I haven't reread it. I can't really remember all the details. Maybe. It might. But as of right now in this recording, it is my number two. All right. So that means our number ones are... Carrie Soto. Evelyn Hugo. Yep. So let me talk about my fave, The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Let me tell you about my baby, Evelyn Hugo. You get so annoyed with people online who are like, oh, Evelyn Hugo's amazing. I get and so annoyed like, about it. I've known this for years. It's because I was on like book talk, which is like the, like the book side of TikTok, like some, most of like this year. Um, then I deleted it cause I was just kind of over TikTok. Um, but people were like talking about, oh my gosh, seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo, such a good book, you know? And, like, other books, too. Like, not just that one, but, like, that one specifically irked me because I literally read it the month it came out in 2017, got it from Book of the Month. I remember I was on a walk with mom, and I read her parts of it out loud just for funsies while we were walking. And I just distinctly remember I had it in the summertime, and I was reading it, and it just hooked me so much. It was so good. I was so, like, best... I, talking about Nina Riva, I get it. She's a standout character in a book. This book has the best, most well-written characters out of any yeah. Taylor Jenkins read. I, I do by feel far. like there is there is something so tangible to Evelyn Hugo mm-hmm. where like 
I know myself and others included have like gone to like IMDb, IMDb yeah. and been like, Evelyn Hugo. Is she real? She's like a real actress yeah. because she fully fledged her out so well. Oh my gosh, she's such a great character. She has, she has insecurities. She has things that she has struggled with mentally. She has issues where she just doesn't even know truly who she is outside of this persona that she's asked to be like from a very young age she has asked to be a certain way to play a certain part she i mean she dyed her hair she made her skin look lighter so that she could fit in to this world she married seven men and trying to and i mean made called made herself a starlet made herself into this kind of like bad press kind of girl and you get to see like the inner parts of it and of I how it all of how it all to came to be. Why. It's like getting to re- it is. It's like getting to, re- to tell inside all scoop. an yeah. inside scoop of a celebrity. Like if you've ever known, like I mean, some celebrities do get married a ton of times. And like if you really are curious about celebrities' lives, like this is the book for you mm-hmm. because you get to see this scandalous insider view, and it's so much more deeper, I think, than anyone realizes too. And there's just a specific character that I love that's not Evelyn in this book I cry I cry thinking about this character he oh sorry it's a boy she's got seven husbands he my favorite is so good and there's like this distinct I'll talk to you about it afterwards this is distinct scene in my head that's my literal favorite ever and it just makes me so giddy and happy and also sad at the same time because all of this is in like reflection. And so, you know, like all of it happened in the past. And so it's just so good. And there's like multiple twists as well to the book. So like it's not it doesn't it doesn't come to you with all of the answers. Like you learn things and it's just absolutely wonderful, beautifully gorgeous. I also have like kind of a thing for people telling other people their life story kind of fan of it not like I use it in my own book but it's I'm a big fan of that that writing style so anyway Evelyn Hugo for the win I have read it twice if you want an inside scoop of who Haley is read Carrie Soto it's you the end that's all (laughs) that's all you have to say love Carrie she does go a little bit crazy she goes a little she goes a little crazier than me but there are so many elements to it that like what you're saying with nina like you're like i see myself in nina i see myself in carrie and there's things that she says or does that i'm like i've totally thought that before yeah. or like i totally get that so i really feel that connection with that book in particular granted i did just read it as well mm-hmm. but um it is a book that I have like brought up to other people in other conversation or like used to like demonstrate a point about yeah demonstrate a point or like something like um like to be able to be like oh well Carrie had growth in this element maybe I could have growth like you know I'm saying it's very reflective in a way too so does it did it help at all with your perfectionistic mindset I'm not sure I think it was nice. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to test it. So it was nice to see someone work through it to a degree. She's not like, quote unquote, like fixed from it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can see an element of her changing and releasing. 
Um, so yeah, anyway, all that to say, just listen to our review. Cause I do talk a lot about it, um, in our review of it, but yeah, so far number one for me. And I do believe we have a review of Malibu rising, maybe one of Daisy Jones. You'd have to go look in the archives. Husbands. I don't know. We've been doing this podcast for a while and I can't remember all the book reviews we've been doing. So anytime you see a book review, all caps episode, it's always going to be a good one though. Oh yeah. All right. So that is our ranking of Taylor Jenkins reads like decades books. Um, I'll be interested to watch the one true loves movie. I kind of don't remember how it ends. So you don't remember who she picked? No, I read it like right after I read like Evelyn Hugo, like it was oh. in 2017. Okay. So that was like five years ago. So that was a long time. And I guess there's only two choices, but how did I, I don't know. I think I know, but I'm not hundred percent certain. So, well, we'll see if she comes out with another. I just realized she had four books come out in six years. So she's not an every year a book person, mm-hmm. but for some reason I never felt like they were too far apart. Yeah, no, you always were excited and looking forward to the next. Yeah. So we'll see if she makes any announcements on it. Um, soon enough. Have we already done it? Have we done a ranking of Emily Henry's books? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say she's got another book coming out soon. And then she also announced that she's just finishing up the one after that. You're joking. Mm -hmm. Man, she's on a kick. (laughs) She is on a roll. And then people we meet on vacations becoming a movie. So sorry. That's another random like book author to bring up, but I wanted to mention it because I just saw it in the book world. I love it. All right, so if you guys have read any of Taylor Jenkins Reads books, what's your ranking? And if not, what's stopping you from reading them? Because you should. But don't hype up Seven Husbands just because you see it on BookTok. Read it because it actually is good. Mm -hmm. Please. Mm -hmm. Any final words, Haley? No. Oh, wait, what are we reading? I am reading Girl Forgotten by Karen Slaughter, kind of also alongside Sign Here by, like, Carrie Lux or something like that. Okay. I also have sign here. No. No, I'm not reading it, but I own it. Yep. What about you? So I'm reading The Secret History by Donna Tartt. Um, I was reading like three books at once this week. Um, Finally stopped doing that. So I'm down to one book. Um, So we'll see. And then after that, I'm hoping to read the next book in the Bridgerton series, even though I'm probably sure I said that forever ago. Oh, yeah. You've said that for like a month. But I have at least read three books this month. So we should be good. Have you read at least three? I've read uh, for sure two, maybe three. Okay. Well, we'll see. Well, next week we'll come to you with our love likes and dislikes. And the next week after that, we will be reviewing The Retreat by Sarah Pierce. Yes. So spooky read. Yes. So keep your eyes and ears open for that one. Um, Otherwise, thank you so much for taking a break from reading. Now go flip some pages. (laughs) 